Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. As we remember the saints that have gone before us, we give thanks for all they have blessed us with today and for the parts of them that live on within each of us. Though much has changed, much has also stayed the same. How are we living into the fullness of this inheritance and hope that they have passed on to us? In this week's message of the week, we recognize All Saints Day with a message from Pastor Jen Tyler that highlights an inheritance of faith that leads to hope for the future. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. as we continue a worshiping today in this time when we celebrate, we mourn, and we remember, I want to draw your attention, if you haven't noticed yet, that in your bulletin today, there was an insert on purple paper. And on that insert list, each of the names that we are going to read today, members of our beloved community here that have passed on in the past year. Uh, we also have on the reverse side of those a list of some of the memorial gifts that have been given in their name and in their memory and in their honor. And I want to offer these before you in a time of prayer and blessing as we go forth into the service, keeping these names of those we remember especially close in our hearts this day. Friends, as I offer those unto you, I invite you to pray with me. Gracious and loving God, As we gather here on this holy day, we listen for your word, we seek to be present with your spirit, and we ask that you would open our ears anew that we might listen for your voice. Open our eyes, O God, that we might see you clearly in our midst in this time, and open our hearts that we might love you more deeply with all of who we are and every breath that we draw, this day and always. In the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. So I want to begin my time up here today by naming that I think that All Saints Weekend, All Saints Day is on November 1st, and traditionally we celebrate All Saints Weekend and the honoring and remembering of that on the weekend following the 1st of November. And I think that All Saints is one of the holiest days and times that we are ever invited to live into and celebrate. And I say that acknowledging that it isn't holy for the usual reasons. Usually when we think of high holy days in the church, we think of Christmas or of Easter, of the marked, very clearly important days of Christ's life. And today is not that. I believe All Saints is holy, though, for other reasons altogether. It is holy and it is essential and it is life-giving because it is so deeply personal to each and every one of us. Because the truth is, whether you know each and every name on our list today intimately, or whether you have others that you are holding close in your hearts and your minds this day, each and every one of us have people in our lives that we are gathering to remember today. Today, when we know that Christ is present in our midst and that Christ is equally present in the midst of the lives of those whom we celebrate and remember today. And that's why in a little while here, we're going to light these candles in honor of those who've come before us. 
in honor of the saints of our lives who have passed away in the last year specifically. But as we do so, we will also rest in the silence of the moment. We will rest in the promise and in the memories of those that we have not named today. Those we have not named perhaps because they still walk among us or because maybe it has been many years since they walked this earth. But today we honor them too. And so to do that, I want to invite you to try something a little different with me today and to center yourself in this time of worship by taking a risk, if you will, and closing your eyes with me. Just being present as you settle a little into your seat, closing your eyes and thinking about the people that you might call saints of your life. People who have inspired and shepherded and walked with you in your life and on your faith journey. Keep your eyes closed for a while as we see their faces and meet them in the stillness of this place. As we consider the countless ways that their journeys have impacted our own. Maybe the people you see are parents or grandparents, spouses or children, friends or colleagues, maybe a Sunday school teacher. Many saints have walked in your life and even in the halls of this building, of the sacred ground on which we sit this day. God willing, we know many more will be in this place for generations yet to come. And so are you imagining with me the number of people who have been impacted by the saints of this congregation alone? With your eyes still closed, I want you to consider that First United Methodist Church, as we know this special place today, well, it has significantly changed since the people called Methodist first came to Watertown in the late 1800s. Now in our third building, since that first church opened, the second one here on this property we know that a lot has changed since those early days. Some of those ways, of course, are obvious, like the use of electricity in our buildings for things like lights, let alone microphones, or even more recently, the screens we've grown accustomed to. But I imagine that though much is different, even more has stayed the same. Not unlike many of us gathered here today, they dressed in what we would call their Sunday best. They loved to sing Sunday hymns, they gathered in this house of worship to pray and to sing and to celebrate and to mourn. And not unlike ours, their faith was far more than just routine. It was a way of life, a commitment to the very same God who fills this place with us here still today. If you haven't yet, I want to invite you to Open your eyes. And as you allow your eyes to adjust, to take a moment to look around you, to soak in this place where we gather to worship each week. And at a time like All Saints Weekend, I am reminded that maybe it's good for us to take it in 
a little slower, to notice the intricacies of the incredible woodwork that is all around us and the colors from the stained glass that pour in from every direction all around us. I look around at our sanctuary with you all, and I am truly grateful. Grateful for our ancestors who so many years ago put into action their faith that led them not just to build a church building, but to build a legacy. A legacy that moved from one building and one generation to the next and to the next and to the next after that. From generation to generation, the care of these facilities has been left up to us, but the beauty of the way that we care for one another it has extended far beyond that, far beyond anything maybe even that happens within or beyond these walls. Here within these walls, within the walls of this building, past, present, and future, we have in our midst the very definition of a sanctuary, a sanctuary that is not just this room that serves as a place of worship on weekends, but also a sanctuary that, by definition, provides a place of refuge and of safety, that provides for us holy ground on which we, our children, our grandchildren, are all invited to learn, to pray, and to grow. And so keep taking time this day to look around you, do you see it? Do you see the very sanctity for which generations before us have worked? The very sanctity of this place in which we sit? Sanctity meaning holy or sacred. The sanctuary in which generations after us will continue to sit, this place is indeed holy. And it is a blessing and an inheritance that has been given to us. And in the scripture reading that I want to read for us today from the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, we are invited to take a moment to reflect in this way, to remember all that we have and all that we have come from. We are invited to remember that we have inherited our faith from countless people and countless saints who have come before us. Hear these words of the Apostle Paul who writes to the church in Ephesus as he says to us in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 through 19. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith, <clears throat> excuse me, I have in him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward the saints, for, and for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. Here ends our scripture reading. In the second verse I read, Ephesians 1.12, it tells us that we have obtained an inheritance so that we might live for the praise of his glory. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty amazing. That this thing that we inherit, this faith that we share, it's not just something that's going to be granted in the future, but something it says that we have already begun to obtain here today in the present so that we might live for the praise of his glory. And we have obtained it not only so that we will pass it on to others just as it was passed on to us, but so that we might embrace and lean into that here today. In other words, God has blessed us with the faith and hope and promise and life in Jesus, not just for our own sake and not for the sake of others yet to come, but for the sake of God's whole kingdom here and now and forevermore. It is as if this passage were designed to remind us that we are all a part of something greater than ourselves transcending all of time and space through Christ himself. In that way, I think it's kind of miraculous, really, to be reminded that our church, our historic faithful church here in Watertown, South Dakota, we are a part of something far bigger than ourselves. And as a part of the people of God, we are called to live into that which is named in verse 18 of this passage, which offers us a prayer that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which God has called you and what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints. On this day, that we have gathered to remember and to celebrate these saints of the past and the present and the future, my hope is that we would also remain focused on this promise and this invitation. An invitation to live into the promise of Christ himself, to be that gift that keeps on giving from one generation to the next. Giving so that we might fully live into our call to embrace the gift of life, of resurrection, and above all else, of hope. Because when we set our hope on Christ, we cannot help but to do as countless have done before us, to live for the praise of God's glory. And so to each and every one of us, And to the saints seeking to live into this inheritance that has already been passed on to us, I ask you today, how are you doing this? How are you living for the glory of God? 
How are you living into our shared responsibility to make sure that this rich inheritance we have received carries on again for generations to come? Because that, friends, is the challenge before us today. A challenge that we embrace as we remember today the countless lives of those who have gone before us to do just that. And so as we give thanks for them, seeking to follow in their example, might we lead also in the example for the generations yet to come as we seek to spend every moment of every day that we have living for the glory of God. Won't you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for the lives of the saints who have shown us your way. From those we have sent home to live in your arms, who generation after generation have paved the way for us in ways we may never fully understand, we give you thanks. For those with us still here on earth, we celebrate the gift of your love and of your life and of your faith that continues to grow and to show us the way of living more fully into your unprecedented and grace-filled love. And God, we give you thanks for those in this place today and for the ways that you uphold each and every one of us in the midst of our remembering, our celebrating, and our grieving. Walk with us, O God and remind us of your great love as you help us cling to that never-ending hope to which you have called us, as we seek to live our lives in a way that glorify you through the name of your Holy Son and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information, like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.